When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. ...of Learfield IMG College. Welcome to Duck Insider. Duck Insider. Insider. On the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. He's got the first down and gone. It's over, baby. Duck fans start celebrating the 2019 Pac-12 champion. The 2020 Rose Bowl champion. Crossover to the bucket for two. is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Now, here's your host, Joey Mack. Jam-packed show for you today. I'm Joey Mack. Thanks for joining us. We got men's basketball, the Civil War Round 2 coming up on Thursday. This is a huge game. Home stretch for Oregon men's basketball on Thursday. It begins 8 o'clock on ESPN2, also on the Oregon Sports Network. 7.30 pregame. You got the Ride of Paint Coaches Corner with myself and Dana Altman, who was awesome on tip-off Tuesday. Was that yesterday? Is today Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. Happy Hump Day to everybody joining us. Uh, by the way, this reminds me, Scott Phillips, you know the Hump Day song. Uh, the Humpty Dance? Oh, jeez. The Humpty Dance is your chance. Oh. Okay. Everybody needs to remember All right, sorry. the Humpty Dance. <laughs> it's really, really important that you remember uh, the Hump Day Dance. Um, it's one of the best things about Wednesdays because we are now officially on the downhill slide of the week. Though, when you work in sports, meh, it really doesn't matter. It's kind of a consistent plateau over the course of the entire week. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. It's a huge show today. I said that in the uh, description on the podcast and on the Facebook stream for our show today because it's a really busy show. The NFL Combine is going on. We're going to tell you about that. Some ducks are in action. In fact, it's actually a record number of ducks that are in action in the Combine. Seven pro ducks taking part in the Combine. That matches the most that the program has ever seen in a single Combine. Previous records, uh, seven times, were set in 07, in 12, and in 15. I just want to think about that for a second. 07... 12, 15, and 20. They've had seven participants, and those th- those are the years the Ducks have had the most participants in the history of the Combine. Doesn't that just tell you what a glory era this is in Oregon football right now? 
Never had they had that many. And now it's 07, 12, 15, and 20. The Ducks have seven players in the combine. Pretty darn cool. We're going to tell you about that. Uh, Justin Herbert has been talking to the media. You've probably seen a lot about that on the various outlets. We'll break that down. Um, Wazakowski. Mark Wazakowski is going to join us. I wonder how often Mark Wazakowski gets the joke of Mike Wazowski. That has to be constant, right? I would if I was hanging out with him. You would call him oh, Mike yeah. Wazowski? Oh, yeah. Mike Wazowski. You know, Mike Wazowski, though, he was voiced by Billy Crystal. Yes. One of truly the greatest actors of our era. Um, and did you know that he also directed, Billy Crystal directed the movie 61? That's about Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. Really great movie. It was an HBO film. If you haven't seen it and you're a baseball fan, highly encourage it. I love that movie. Um, Barry Pepper and Thomas Jane are in it, and Billy Crystal actually directed it. Like the comedian from City Slickers directs this very intense, hardcore baseball movie. Really well done. Um, encourage you to check it out. But we made the whole roundabout there because Mark Wasikowski is going to talk with us on the show coming up in a little while. Also, Rob Mosley, editor-in-chief, GoDucks.com. He's going to join us from over at Jane Sanders Stadium getting ready for some softball interviews. And Robert Johnson, head coach, Oregon Track and Field, ahead of his squad's competition this weekend. The Ducks are at the MPSF Championships. And remember, for indoor track and field, there's no Pac-12 championship. Instead, it's the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Conference Championship. We're going to tell you about that coming up. And Kelly Graves, head coach, Oregon women's basketball. That is all still to come. Jake Yovan, father of our boy Kenyon Yovan, he says great movie. I mean, he's a baseball guy. He also said short ribs. Short? Where did he say short ribs? He's making short ribs for the baseball tailgate. You're making short ribs this weekend, yeah. Jake? Prepping for short ribs for the baseball tailgate Friday night. Oh, man. Jake's got to bring those in. Oh, man. Um. This is big time. John Essick, by the way, who's back at our satellite uplink, he just texted me and said that was kind of a stretch. And he sent me a picture of Billy Crystal. I don't know what movie this is from. Scott's going to have to help me out. Soap. Oh, it's from Soap. Okay. John back in the radio studio. Thank you. I, was that really a stretch? I mean, I thought that was good connecting of the dots. You know, you have Mike Wazowski, Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal 61, and then we went back to baseball with Mark Wazikowski. Oh, the greatest, oh, greatest actors. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, John. You're right. You're right. Um, also, Charles says he's watching from Alabama. Hey, duck fans everywhere. Duck fans everywhere. Um, but yeah, actually, you know what? That's a great thing to do on a Wednesday. Where's everybody tuning in from? Let me know on the Facebook stream. Let me know on the Twitter stream. You can always follow the Oregon Sports Network Twitter account. Um, this is going to be a really busy show, so I want to get to it. Uh, Mark Wasikowski, we're going to hear from him. He talked to the media yesterday. The Ducks uh, are 3-0 and at home. They had some heartbreakers uh, in their season opener, but came back, won three against Nevada. They've got four games against Milwaukee. I'm really looking forward to being on the call with Alex Stimson. You can join us at 4 o'clock, actually 345 across the Oregon Sports Network on Friday. And, hey, I don't want to tell people to miss work, but why not spend happy hour on Friday at PK Park? You know what's supposed to be 66 and sunny on Friday? 66 and sunny on Friday at the end of February. A year ago today, I was in galoshes wading through snow trying to make my way over to Matthew Knight Arena to do basketball interviews because it was snowing in Eugene. My friend Greg Walker, who is the sports information director for men's basketball, he actually uh, does not – I'll put it this way. He does not drive an SUV. I do. And it was like a true caravan making our way to the arena through the snow and the ice. Well, that was a year ago. Instead, it's going to be 66 and sunny, and there's $3 beers at PK Park on Fridays. Happy hour at PK Park. Come watch the Ducks play Milwaukee. I'll be there. Instead, In fact, have a beverage for the broadcaster, will you? Three, $3 beers. You can head out to PK Park for a 345 pregame show across the Oregon Sports Network on the GoDucks live stream and a 4 o'clock first pitch on Friday, doubleheader on Saturday. That's all still to come. And also, Kelly Graves, head coach, Oregon women's basketball, Robert Johnson, and GoDucks.com editor-in-chief Rob Mosley. First, though, Oregon baseball head coach Mark Wazikowski on his team's 3-0 home start and getting ready for the four-game set with Milwaukee. The results were different this weekend than last weekend. Do you, do you feel demonstrably different about your team right now than you did a week ago? No. Yeah. Nope. Feel the same about the team. Uh, was happy that there were some things that we improved upon base running wise, um, pitching mentality. Um, we started cashing some guys in, 
with guys on base in scoring position specifically. So those were a few of the positives that I saw that we uh, improved upon in one week's time. Was it good to win maybe in a multitude of ways over the weekend, show you guys can win different kinds of games? Uh, yeah, I don't know how many different ways we won. I mean, we... Um, you know, we ended up winning three ball games, which is nice. Um, I, I just feel as though, like, the, from a defensive standpoint, things have settled down quite a bit, uh, which is really nice. It usually starts in the catching position, and I think a lot had to do with that spot. Um, and then, you know, around the diamond when Josh Kasevich is making some really good plays over at third base, um, you know, it definitely settles things down quite a bit. And I, I just thought we played a much better, cleaner style of baseball for the last three days and we than we did for the first four games early in the uh, two weeks ago, I guess. Does experience tell you that happens week one to week two, that you just clean some things up? Uh, no. You know, I think it's fickle um, depending on how it goes. Um, and so sometimes things pop up at times where you don't expect them to. Uh, week one, uh, to be quite candid with you, I, uh, I, I was very apprehensive going into the weekend of week one. Um, Week two, I just wanted to see signs of improvement, so I was pleased with what we saw, and that's pretty much what I want to see going into week three. I know you weren't here, but last year there were times it felt like, you know, if you had a big at-bat coming up, you needed Spencer Steer to be the guy. The depth of your lineup with Scanlon hitting out of, what, the eighth spot and Zavala producing a little bit, do you, you feel like you've got a pretty deep lineup right now or no? Uh, not yet, but potentially uh, we do feel as though we should have some hitters in that lineup that can uh, convert and – uh, put up some decent numbers offensively. Um, you know, we've got a couple of guys going in the lineup right now. We don't have everybody going in the lineup. You know, one of the things that not happy about is the, the bench play at this point in time. The guys who have come off the bench, we haven't seen success there. Um, and that's usually a staple of what we do. And so, um, you know, again, we're going to be working really hard here in this week specifically, today specifically, to where we can address that and a couple other issues. What's your plan for the pitching with four games in three days? Well, I, I don't plan on changing a whole heck of a lot with the pitching. Um, you know, the closing role with Summers, the setup role with Bro. Um, you know, Nico Telechet setting up, uh, you know, seventh inning, eighth inning, depending on where things are in their lineup and what our best matchups are. But those three guys at the back end seems to have been successful. We hit the bump in the road the first weekend on a couple of the games, um, you know, and so we made that adjustment. I think that's paid some dividends. Um, and then other than that, you know, the starters have done fine. There's a couple of young guys that really want the ball too. And so it's definitely not going to be a feeling, I think, with those four starters that uh, they've got anything made. They've got to continue to produce or else we will make changes. And Moziello specifically, um, you know, Andrew Moziello and uh, Decker Stedman, both of, uh, are two guys in that bullpen that clearly could be starters, young freshman kids that I would love to someday be able to have in that starting rotation. And, and those guys want that too. So, um, yeah. You mentioned Moziello over the weekend. So he's definitely still in your mind as a guy who's knocking on that door. Oh, clearly. I mean, he... He showed up now a couple of different outings that he's had, and he's just been electric. Um, you know, not only his velocity, but just the way he's pitching. You know, able to spin a breaking ball in there for a striker, a changeup as well. So three pitches for strikes, and he's able to expand the zone with his breaking ball. Uh, he's able to expand the zone with his fastball, not only side to side, but up as well. And so, you know, that's the fundamentals of pitching. You know, and when a guy can do that, he can have success. And so um, for us to use him is an automatic at this point he's screaming use me and i think that as you go you'll probably see his role uh increase clearly because he's earned it is it even more important for starters to go deep in the game in a, in a weekend where you have that extra game that double header or uh yeah i mean you you want to you want to try to protect your bullpen especially in the early season you know um we have selectively gone two outings or two days in a row with a bullpen guy or two every weekend just by plan and we have kept bullpen guys out of two days in a row by plan um, in, the, in the first two weekends. And so, um, yeah, it's awfully nice when those pitchers and the starters should be getting built up now. You know, they'll be in the 85 to 95 pitch range um, here, maybe even 100 pitch range uh, for sure with at least one of our starters who's physically able to handle that. Um, but they'll be, they'll be pretty much at full go now from a starting standpoint, and that's, you know, Today we get another look at Kenyon Yovan to, to see his progress. And so he's still coming along, and he'll be throwing today in our scrimmage. What did, uh, what's Colby Summers shown you over the, over the last few months that you, that you like him right now at the back end? Uh, great mentality, great consistency. He wants the ball. 
and it looks like he's an imposing figure on the mound when he's out there right now. He's He's got that swagger and attitude to him, so we're just hoping that he can continue that. Do you expect to see a hungry Milwaukee team considering they're coming in 1-7? and seven? Uh, one and seven. Don't be deceived about that. They, you know, they beat a top twenty uh, team on the road. They've gone coast to coast. Um, you know, they've played one weekend on the East Coast, one weekend on the West Coast. Coming back to the West Coast now, that's not a scared staff in terms of putting their team in front of good competition. Uh, their coaching staff's really good. They're a physical group. We watch them on video. The scouting that we've done of them, not just pitching, but physical hitters. Um, they've always had a mentality, uh, and it'll be, you know, stereotypical Midwestern corn-fed guys just getting it and ripping it and throwing it hard. I mean, they're, they're a very physical group that we're going to need to play very well to win baseball games against them. Mark Wazikowski, Oregon baseball head coach, talking with the media. Nice to see Kenyon Yovan pitch yesterday when Waz met with the media. Hopefully we'll see more of him, not just at the plate, but on the mound in the coming weeks. Milwaukee, 4 o'clock on Friday. Spend happy hour at PK Park. Come out watch this team. They're a lot of fun. Mark Wazikowski's got them playing really, really hard. Comment of the week so far. Curtis says, I retired to the Philippines. He was responding to Jack. But besides having time to watch all the games now, this show keeps me updated and close to home. Curtis, that made my day. Thanks, buddy. Hope that we're making some people uh, feel close to the Ducks. That's my goal here. Coming up next, Rob Mosley. He's a Duck in more ways than one. Rob Mosley, the editor-in-chief of GoDucks.com, joins us. We're going to talk all things Oregon sports next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. At Shadow Hills Country Club, it starts with the golf and turns into a lifetime of memories. Shadow Hills Country Club provides a peaceful, natural setting with a standard of excellence in course conditions in any weather that is unsurpassed in the entire Willamette Valley. With a championship course, an expansive practice facility and clubhouse, fine dining and a swimming pool, Shadow Hills Country Club offers the amenities of a family resort just minutes from downtown Eugene. Shadow Hills Country Club. Call us today. After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. Don't go anywhere. Duck Insider continues after these messages on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Learfield IMG College. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve. By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Today, millions of people all across America are building a life in recovery from addiction and mental illness, helping themselves and helping each other with friends, family, and community lending their strength and support. Join the Voices for Recovery. Together, we are stronger. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral for mental and substance use disorders, for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Today's show also brought to you by Bymart, employee-owned real value every day. Every Wednesday, we talk with Rob Mosley, the editor-in-chief of GoDucks.com. Normally, he'd be here in studio, but Rob actually does his best work when he's phoning it in. I also think Rob probably does his best work when he's in a robe, maybe wearing sunglasses, and probably in his pajamas. I don't think he's wearing any of those things from Jane Sanders Stadium right now. But, Rob, is that an accurate assessment as you join us on the phone? I mean, I'm a pretty relaxed guy. So, yeah, that's probably when I feel most in my element. Sure. 
Rob Mosley, editor-in-chief, GoDucks.com. You can find him on Twitter at TuckFootball and at GoDucksMosley. He's actually, in all seriousness, on the way over to Jane Sanders Stadium. He's going to be doing some interviews that you'll hear on the show coming up in just a little while uh, this week as Oregon softball continues their undefeated start to the season. Rob, let's start with softball. They've matched the program or the second-longest winning streak to start a season. Pretty impressive from this group under Coach Lombardi in her second season, huh? Yeah, they do have a ways to go to get to the record, and wouldn't that be a feat? But, yeah, I think it's, you know, this, this, this is a team that expressed some confidence coming into this year that it was going to um, maybe surprise some people. I don't think they were going to surprise themselves. They felt like they were going to be in a better place, obviously, this year than they were at this time last year. But um, just, just really off to a good start and looking like a complete team with this, you know, a more well-rounded pitching staff. We see that paying dividends, this lineup, the maturity, and some of the sophomores. Ali Bonker, Rachel Sid, it's really been impressive. And Haley Cruz obviously setting the tone. Tara McGowan just proving to be the addition um, we thought she'd be and hoped to have last year, but now we'll get her for, for three more years after this one. Um, and, and fielding the ball well, too. So I think, you know, going against Oklahoma State this weekend, the level of competition is going to provide a different test. So we'll, we'll find out some new things. But as far as the start goes, you can't be anything but impressed. Oregon softball on the road, two on Friday at Drake and Tulsa. Then they will play Louisville on Saturday in Stillwater. And then number 15, Oklahoma State at 3 o'clock on Saturday. That's going to be one to watch, as Rob alluded to, finishing up that trip on Sunday. Five games this weekend for Oregon softball. All right, Rob, let's talk another women's sport, women's basketball. Uh, I know you've traveled with this team. You've written a lot about this team over the years. What we're witnessing right now is pretty special for Oregon women's basketball. And, man, it is going to be an emotional weekend for the Ducks, hopefully cutting down some nets on Friday, and then what a senior day we have in store coming up this weekend. Yeah, I mean, if, if it was just Sati Sabli and Mignon Moore, you know, maybe it was just Sati and Ruthie. I mean, that'd be crazy. But, you know, it's, you know, three and us, Ruthie Heber, Sati Sabli, Mignon Moore, you know, who've all just contributed so much this season, Sati the way we've seen her progress the last couple of years. And then Ruthie and Sabrina just, um, it's just overwhelming to think about saying goodbye to them when you when you consider what they've meant to this program and where Oregon women's basketball was when they committed to, to Kelly Graves and his staff. And um, they're, all they had was a vision at that point, and they bought into it, and they've, they've uh, lived up to it um, w- beyond any measure I think anybody could have predicted. So... Uh, it's, uh, I think there's going to be some ugly crying, at least on my own part, uh, come, uh, come senior day for those guys. Hopefully we'll get to watch them for a few more weeks, obviously, after that. But it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a rough one. Was there anything on Monday that surprised you, Rob? Um, I, was, I, I don't know about surprise. I was interested to see what... Uh, Sabrina's demeanor would be like when she was uh, speaking in front of Staples Center. I mean, you've got 20,000 people. You know it's live TV. Um, you know, was she going to keep it together? Was she going to show a little bit more emotion? She she might have kept it together a little bit better than I thought she would have, um, given some of the emotions I know she's experienced over the last month. Um, and then I, she... She just she really looked like she was moving in quicksand for the early part of the game at Stanford, and you could tell, you know, she looked like somebody who didn't hadn't been able to keep food down and probably wasn't getting enough rest. Um, but then after halftime, you just saw the light go on like it always does with her, and that competitive fire get lit. And and you know she had that that little spurt in the third quarter where you know kind of wrapping up when she broke the or, or hit that two k one k one k milestone that was just. It, she, she no longer looked like she was moving in quicksand. She just she looked like her same old self. And just how she mustered the emotional strength to get through the day, the physical strength to get through the game, she just continues to impress. She continues to just leave these indelible images behind that we, we'll be able to enjoy for, for decades to come after this. Rob Mosley, Editor-in-Chief, GoDucks.com. Well, Rob, I, I said that you do your best work in a robe and sunglasses, so I'm, I'm thinking maybe just for that ugly crying this weekend, maybe just bring bring the sunglasses. <laughs> Why not, right? Yeah, hey, that would be a good way to hide it, for sure, yeah. I think everybody would be on to me, but uh, at least I could save myself some shame. But, no, I, don't, I, got, I will have no shame shedding any tears for this class. They, what they've done, what they've meant to this university, what they've meant um, for, for women's athletics nationwide, what they've meant for this community, um, you just you can't put it into words. And uh, we, we'll, we owe them a debt of gratitude that we can never repay. 
That's well said by Rob Mosley. Uh, how about men's basketball too, Rob? This is a huge game coming up. Civil War Thursday, 8 o'clock at Matthew Knight Arena. Yeah, so much on the line for these guys. You know, you, know, you take care of business. You got a first-round bye for the Pac-12 tournament, and um, some things fall right. You win a conference title. You don't take care of business. You might be playing on the first day and having to look at, at once again, try having to win four games to win a conference tournament. So it's just, the, you know, the way this league shakes out, um, and the way things have been a little up and down for this team lately, there's just a ton that's still in play these last two weeks. Um, you know, I, I, I think getting having a Coro back will make this a different Oregon team than the one that played in Corvallis. And then if you can get a few minutes from Infali Dante um, here and there, I mean, what a game changer that could be potentially too. So um, chance for payback, and the Ducks are going to have a couple more bullets in the in the gun to, to fire uh, tomorrow night. So yeah, looking looking forward to that one for sure. Finally, Rob, I want to ask you about the NFL Combine. Uh, the Ducks with seven pro Ducks competing in the Combine going on today, next couple days. Uh, there's a full breakdown on GoDucks.com from Patrick Pearson of how you can tune in to all the different Ducks. That's pretty cool, though, Rob, to see for the fourth time in the last, really, not even two decades, the fourth time that Oregon's had seven participants in one Combine. It's a golden era of Oregon football right now. It is, and, you know, it speaks a little bit to some of the decisions the guy, you know, guys like Justin Herbert and Troy Dye made to – to stick around for their their uh, senior season, they easily could have been going through this process a year ago, but they decided to stay and and and, and play for a conference title, play for a Rose Bowl, and and, and achieve both of those things. So um, obviously that was awesome, and and so it meant stacking up the town a little bit. And, and Juwan Johnson, Juwan Johnson transferring in as a senior and, and being a guy who made that stage. So there's kind of a convergence of events, but it's going to be so fun to watch. I think particularly with with the way the quarterback landscape looks right now. Justin Herbert really has a, another opportunity like he did at the Senior Bowl to really grab the spotlight and open some eyes and make a case for himself. And uh, I'm really looking forward to see what the feedback is. I, um, I'm not so much of a, of a draft nerd that I'm going to – I'm looking forward to really watching the workouts. That's not really my thing. But I'm really interested to see what the feedback is from NFL personnel and scouts and all that to what, what their impressions were of, uh, of the impression he left this week. Rob Mosley covering it all, the editor-in-chief of GoDucks.com, on Twitter at DuckFootball and at GoDucksMosley. Take care of my boy Patrick Marlowe, and I hope that the Penguins bring him a cup, all right? Hey, let's get the Kings tonight and start off the Marlowe air on the right foot. Go Pens. I like it. I like it. Uh, Curtis, also, I got to tell you, Rob, he says Rob Mosley is the best. Uh, so there you go. Someone likes you, Rob. I'm glad. And I have to also tell you, Rob, I had a Diet Mountain Dew in your honor today. Hey, I'm glad somebody could could, uh, could consume one and tell Curtis uh, thanks for checks in the mail. All right. <laughs> checks in the mail. <laughs> That's good. All right, Rob, thanks for taking the time, buddy, and uh, we'll look yep. forward to hearing those interviews from Jane Sanders Stadium coming up. Thanks, bud. Uh, yep, thanks. Good stuff from Rob Mosley, the editor-in-chief of GoDucks.com. Coming up, we're going to hear from Robert Johnson, head coach, Oregon track and field. Also, Kelly Graves, head coach, Oregon women's basketball, joining us in studio. Stick with us. A busy, big Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Dear Cabin Fever, we've got the cure, a new 2020 Toyota. No matter the weather, the Camry comes out to play. Snowy hills don't stand a chance against the RAV4, and everyone will be comfy in the Highlander. See you in the snow. Toyota, let's go places. Every stage of life brings something new. Your first real job unlocks a world of financial possibilities and maybe a need for a great rewards credit card. A baby on the way could mean that a new home is more important than ever, but it'll take the right home loan to get there. When retirement suddenly shifts from someday to someday soon, don't panic. On Point Community Credit Union can help for the new, for the now, and for what's next. On Point is here for every age and every stage of life. Join in. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Dear Cabin Fever, we've got the cure, a new 2020 Toyota. No matter the weather, the Camry comes out to play. Snowy hills don't stand a chance against the RAV4, and everyone will be comfy in the Highlander. See you in the snow. Toyota, let's go places. Duck Insider, Duck Insider, Duck Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man. You, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. 
Millions plan for retirement online, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, and manage your benefits all from the comfort of your home. And give yourself the freedom to do what you want offline. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere. Allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. We're back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Going to hear from Robert Johnson, head coach Oregon Track and Field, in just a little while. But first, Kelly Graves, who is always early, so I like to save a little buffer room for him, is here, head coach Oregon Women's Basketball. Hey, Thanks, buddy. good to see you. No, normally I come in and listen to a, a really cool interview. That's by true. Whoever you had on before, you were you were just a I little missed bit. Robert. Yeah, you you were right ahead of him, and so, I, I love that guy. He's great. He's cool. Who's he's got cool. a better golf swing? You were Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson. Really? Mm-hmm. Who's got a better shot? You were Robert Johnson. Me. That a boy. Um, who could throw a football farther? Farther? Yeah. <laughs> Does it have to be accurate? No. Are we actually no accuracy. throwing to somebody? No accuracy whatsoever. Okay. A draw. Draw. All right. So we're, we're well, one. I don't one know. One. I mean, he's a track guy. Yeah. Isn't he the one running down the pass? Probably, yes. We could be a good uh, – a good tandem. I can yeah. throw it to him. Solid. I love it. Um, Coach, what a weekend. Um, you know, I'm, I just kind of want to start. What happened? Well, a lot. But for you guys in particular, um, you know, just open floor, Coach. Just just your thoughts on recapping what was a really, really awesome weekend. Uh, it was very surreal. Uh, I think Monday is a day that we'll all remember forever. Uh, you know, it started, you know, at, at shoot-around. I'm ta- talking collectively as a basketball team. It started at shoot-around. We went in, you know, without Sabrina because she was in L.A., and, uh, you know, it just wasn't the same without her there. And then she actually started her speech during the shoot-around, and so we all went over to all the different computers and, uh, you know, around the gym and, and watched. And there were some, you know, teary, teared eyes and, sure. and things like that. And as soon as it was over, we still had some more shoot-around left, and we, I just said, listen, grab your stuff and let's go. That was, that was enough. Uh, it was very moving uh, to to go through what she went through is uh, you know that day is incredible. My wife Mary was with her from Sunday night when they left uh, the Bay Area and you know through getting back Monday afternoon, and uh, Mary just was couldn't couldn't believe how poised and and graceful she was the whole day and uh, what it and we all know what an amazing speech she gave and uh, and then for her to come home during our pregame meal. And unbeknownst to all of us, she was sick and hadn't eaten much that day. And what she had eaten, she had, you know, brought back up. Right. And, um, you know, so it wasn't until, you know, she didn't want any pregame meal. She was very quiet and just kind of grabbed her uniform, said hello to the team, and, and then went to her room. And then, you know, next thing I know, when all the team was out warming up, she was still on the on the training table there in the locker room and, you know, just was unable to go out and warm up. So, and then to go out and do what she did against, you know, one of the best teams in the country on that special day, uh, you know, everything aligned. You know, it's crazy. It's like there's, uh, it made you almost think there's some kind of a higher power at work here uh, when you think about that day to have the 2K, 1K, 1K happen to get her 26 triple double. Uh, you know, all these different – there were tons of signs. If you read her tweets, you'll yeah. you'll see the, the, the correlation between everything that happened. It was cool to, to think about that, you know. And I, I said it on Monday, like, believe whatever, but the basketball gods were shining that day because – and something – and this was where doing this show is something that's really rewarding for me because I had made the comment, like, you know, and there's got to be an eight in there somewhere because Kobe wore eight and someone was like it was her eighth triple-double of the season and the Ducks won by eight yeah. points. I mean, it's just – there's yeah. so many different signs that were pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess the more you look at that stuff, the more you'll find. But sure. uh, yeah, it was just, you know, and, and unfortunately and fortunately, the day will always be remembered as something special for Sabrina. But let's not forget that her teammates made a commitment. I heard them talking about it to go out and. OK, uh, you know, do it for Sabrina. Yeah, because she's 
carried us on enough occasions. And it was nice to see your teammates, you know, rally around her the way they did and, and, and put together a really good performance. In, in particular, Satu yeah. was, was phenomenal on, on Monday night. That's what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, as a coach, you guys have a family that you have in there, don't you? Yeah, no question. And when one is hurting, we're all hurting. And I don't think people realize that. They see the talent out on the court and they see you playing. But they don't realize that they are sisters. They truly are. And and as coaches, we're part of their family too. And we're the ones that are trying to help guide them and keep them together and, and, and you know, show them the way. And that's, you know, it's why we do what we do. So, you know, it's a moment that I'll never forget really a day and and I was glad that my wife Mary who uh you know could be along with her because Mary was the perfect complement you know she's really close with Sabrina those two are they they they're tied together in a lot of different ways and Mary my wife is the least starstruck of any person I know oh really so she's literally sitting next to Alicia Keys and has no idea she knows who Alicia Keys is but you know it's all right, it was the lady next to me. It wasn't like – and so she, she was perfect because I think other people in maybe the same situation would be all about oh, look who's who. And, and, and I think Mary was able to just keep Sabrina, you know, grounded. and, yeah. and uh, But she – Sabrina was, was phenomenal. I mean, and I – you should see the number of texts that I've gotten from other coaches. In fact, I got one, you know, maybe an hour after the event from the Iowa State coach, Bill Finley, and said, you know, I've never met Sabrina and he just went on and on and on about her. Those that have met her, you know, also said nice things. But even people that had never met her, you know, just reached out and said, wow, coach, this is, you know, special, special person. That was cool. Kelly Graves, head coach, Oregon Women's Basketball, joining us. You know, I, I'm i just kind of curious to, to go through the logistics of it all. I mean, I, you, you talk about just all the moving parts, and I, I really applaud you, your staff, everybody that made that happen because that, that had to be a feat to, to have her – traveling like that on a game day and yeah. make it all work well listen lisa peterson you know spearheaded this whole thing and jody barry has always got her hand in everything that we do she's she's phenomenal you know we, we're not where we're at without jody barry mm-hmm. you know and for that matter chavi lopez mark campbell i mean they're everybody's a, a part of this but i thought lisa jody and, and megan lopez really they all stepped up collectively and kind of got this done and uh, but, but but a lot of it was was uh, Lisa. That's pretty cool to see. Just and you know, I always say, <laughs> our our staff hears me talk about this all the time, Coach. That it's it takes a village. Yeah, it really does, and that's cool. Yeah, that's it really does. Cool. And and yeah, hopefully people people realize that. You mentioned Satu. I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, was that kind of the the game that that like that Satu? Like that's when she's at her best. Was that game? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was her best game, but it was pretty close. And when we needed baskets, when they started to make a run late, you know, she always seemed to have an answer for them. Uh, but I think she showed what what kind of a, a player she can be. And I and I think she really took the challenge. I, I personally challenged her, uh, and and uh, she she stepped up, man. She did it. She did it. And if she continues to play like that. Uh, we're we're going to be really tough out for anybody. I mean, just think about it. Aaron Bowley, after getting eight threes on on Friday, she gets one. Mm-hmm. Ruthie Hebert only gets two field goal attempts and makes one. She has four points. If you'd have told me we'd have gone down there and won with those kind of things happening, I would have said you're you're nuts. Yeah. But it just goes to show you that we we can also uh, grind a game out. We weren't very good offensively, but we defensively were really on point until kind of that fourth quarter they started hitting some threes but we we played really good defensively how about senior weekend coach uh, two games that are sold out everybody wants to see the last couple regular season games uh, with your squad that's pretty cool pretty cool why wouldn't you i mean you know you'd be an idiot if you if you could have gotten a ticket and didn't you know see you know our senior class especially Ruthie and Sabrina and and not i don't want to diminish the the role and the contributions of Mignon Moore, but this has been her only year here. And and Satu, we're saying goodbye to those two special players as well. Uh, but Ruthie and Sabrina took a chance on us when we didn't have a whole lot to sell them, hmm. and uh, and they've they've uh, just been f- you know fantastic for four years here and elevated the program from a you know an afterthought, so to speak. Uh, you know, I don't want to diminish everything that's happened before, but you know what I'm talking about in terms of the national landscape for basketball uh, to, you know, really a national power and, and a kind of must-see TV. Yeah. I tweeted out today, everywhere we go, we, we obviously know the fan support that we're getting here at home, second in the country in attendance. 
But when we go on the road in Pac-12 games, attendance is up 75% over their regular attendance, which is about, comes out, I did the math myself, 2017 additional fans for a duck per game. game. Wow. So, you know, that's significant. That's, you know, that's almost doubling the, the home attendance. And then I put, you know, some of the particular games down. So, uh, you know, this has been a special group, and, and Ruthie and, and Sabrina have, have really just led that. They've, they've made this program what it is, and, and we owe them everything. Yeah, that's amazing to, to think about the, the increase in attendance because as women's basketball has grown in popularity, I mean, sometimes you need to have the, the team that everyone kind of rallies behind, the, the players that people rally behind. I, just my opinion, I think you guys are that right now maybe it was UConn a few years ago but now it sure seems like you guys have kind of been the lightning rod of the growth of women's basketball and yeah. I don't mean to say that as like there's pressure on you guys but it's got to be pretty cool to feel that way it, it is and and I think it's we we have star power we have players that people like to to root for you know the Oregon brand the duck you know everything about that Nike the cool uniforms all that stuff is great but I think people appreciate how hard we play number one the kind of basketball that we play right now I think our points per 100 processions is 123 point six which is 10 points better than second place for crying out loud that's like off the charts an anomaly and and we're you're looking at one of the greatest offensive teams in in history and uh and so people like that style of play and uh i think it's just kind of a perfect storm and yukon is still yukon let's not make any mistake there they're still good i mean very good and good enough to win it all but maybe they're not as elite as they've been, you know, dominating. And so there was a little void there, and I think this is the kind of team that people want to root for. Do you think it's good for women's basketball's popularity growth that there is more parity, that it's not just UConn wins all the time? Yeah, yeah. But and I don't think it's necessarily that they've come down. I, I don't think they're quite as dominant, but I think – the rest of the right. sport has gotten better. Yeah. And I think for years people said, well, is it good for, for college basketball to have UConn really good? Well, yes and no. And and, and Gino, I heard him speak, he'd, he'd always say, well, I don't think we should have to come back to the pack. I think everybody else needs to elevate their game. Sure. And I think that's what hap- has happened. They're not getting all the best recruits now. You know, they're they're getting some very good ones, but so are other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I think that it's they've helped elevate the whole game too. I think it's more popular now than than ever. Mm-hmm. You look at our numbers on Monday night on ESPN two. Those numbers are never as good as on ESPN. But we had what three hundred and seventy five thousand viewers that night, which was more than double the two NBA games that were being played that night, and uh, significantly more than the Texas and some odd men's basketball game that was was played that night. Mm. So I think the the sport of women's basketball is is uh, you know is is rising in popularity. And as a result, there's more recruits for all the programs to choose from, right? I mean, there's probably more players out there, I'd imagine now, right? Yeah, I think that's still one of the the downsides. There is there is definitely an upper echelon, and then there's the others. Hmm. Uh, there aren't as many girls that play basketball as boys. There's more scholarships. I'm allowed to give 15 scholarships. Men, the cap is 13. So you have more players for fewer scholarships. That talent is going to be dispersed more on the men's side than it is on the women's side. Hmm. And uh, and so I think there's still uh, a bigger disparity from the top to the middle to the bottom than there is men's basketball. But uh, it's getting more, what should we say, more crowded at the top. Sure. 8 o'clock on Friday, Washington State in town, and then the Ducks have Senior Day coming up on Sunday against Washington. And that's a... One of four, by the way, events that are going on at noon. So a lot to keep track of for Oregon sports. Are games at noon on on Sunday? It is. What time's our game on Friday? Eight. So we have the late game, and then we have the early game. Correct. Are those the same Pac-12 people that scheduled us eight out of the last ten games on the road? Perhaps. Okay. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, makes (laughs) sense now. Keys to a win against Washington State on Friday. Uh, we can't shoot ourselves in the foot. We've just got to play. We've got to keep all the emotions of senior week down uh, and just play the game. We're the better basketball team. They know it. We know it. Um, it doesn't mean that we can't get beat, uh, but it just means that if we go out and take care of business and play as hard as we can, that we should be fine. Uh, and then Sunday, of course, you know, Washington always seems to play us well for whatever reason. Uh, they're big, strong, tough. You know, they had a nice win the other day against UCLA, a ranked team. So I anticipate that's going to be a, a really tough game as well. So we've got to play 
we've got to pl- have a good, good weekend. Home crowd helps, doesn't it? Well, it doesn't hurt. They're, they're <laughs> cheering for us. <laughs> That's 12,346. 364. Dang it. I'm dyslexic. That's pretty good, though. But close. Very. And they're all going to be there engaged, loud, and it, it'll be a lot of fun. We're going to hopefully treat them to a, a great time. Loud and proud. In the That's for sure. You guys have uh, made a lot of Duck fans proud. And keep it going, huh? Thank you. That's the plan. Kelly Graves, head coach, Oregon women's basketball. Hey, really appreciate you always taking All the time. Right, brother. I know yep. you've got a big interview with ESPN coming up, so I won't keep <sighs> Nothing's you. bigger than this, pal. Thanks, man. Everything you're, else is JV and freshman ball. You're nice to lie. I do it better. How the heck you got you? You know, when they come out here, they don't know that it rains in Oregon. <laughs> These recruits. Never. I never told them that. Why do you think we have them visit in September, big guy? That's <laughs> smart. Right? That's smart. It's not your first rodeo. It's not. As they say. Even though it looks like I've been kicked in the teeth a few times by a couple of those bucking Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Graves, all right, head coach, Oregon women's basketball. Thanks for the time, buddy. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to hear from Robert Johnson, head coach, Oregon track and field, ahead of the conference championship this weekend on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative. The game clock is winding down, and so is that plate of piping hot steak nachos. Your eyes are on the last play, but they're also on that last chip, piled high with succulent steak, lending its deep flavor to all the fixins. Just as you reach in, so does your buddy. Game on. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Brought to you by the Ranchers and Farmers of Oregon and the Beef Checkoff. This is the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. If you love them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba, please be done. Over and over and over and over and over. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Sounds good, honey. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Uh oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> And now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Mm. What a great interview with Kelly Graves, head coach of Oregon Women's Basketball. That was wide-ranging. I mean, you heard it's it's an emotional subject right now with everything that's going on and just so much magic around this program right now. It's really cool. I'm really excited for where this program is going. Meanwhile, I feel like this time of year, indoor track and field often gets overlooked. I do my best to, to not have it get overlooked when the Ducks are breaking records left and right, and Robert Johnson and his squad are still kind of homeless. Hayward Field under construction. Ducks have been practicing inside the Mashovsky Center a lot, I think. Robert Johnson will tell you that feels like their home track right now is inside the Mo. Robert Johnson talked with the media yesterday ahead of Friday and Saturday's MPSF championships. The Ducks gearing up for the Nationals for indoor track and field. Robert Johnson meeting with the media. We had a, a great weekend uh, last weekend. And, of course, you guys know that we uh, split the squad. So we went um, to Seattle and then went to uh, New Mexico, home of the um, – the championship meet uh, to get a, a chance to look at that and kind of traditionally that we've uh, been to that meet uh, a few times now but um, lots of good stuff out of the last weekend uh, the distance guys and gals did a, a great job there in Seattle and then of course the sprints and jumps did a, uh, a good job there in Albuquerque and uh, 
combined of 10 total wins between the two places. So uh, always good when you can get some uh, W's on the board. And so now we head to the uh, Mountain Pacific meet, which uh, we'll have the opportunity to um, improve on some of our marks that are there in the top 10 to 20 um, nationally or sharpen and work on some things uh, technically, race plans, strategy-wise for some of the kids as well. So um, there are a few important things that we need to get coming out of the uh, Mountain Pacific, which is um, Max Vollmer there in the uh, multi and then uh, the women's DMR. So those are big, uh, big things that we'll try to aim for and try to get done um, in Seattle. So it feels like kids. you guys have been building momentum mm-hmm. at each meet this year. Do you like the trajectory you guys are on? <laughs> well, uh, some of you say we're dead and stinking, <laughs> uh, but it's kind of par for the course. Um, we always try to show up when uh, it matters and when it counts. And, of course, we're entering championship season, so uh, we're doing what we always do. Is that kind of the, the meet you would want to see the, the, the two this past uh, weekend heading into something like this? or? Uh, it's kind of scripted that way from a training standpoint. So we are uh, geared up and ready to go there at the, these two meets or on this weekend, regardless of, of where the meet is. And uh, you can see some of the fruits of uh, that labor. Max with that DMR, do you feel like those are kids who are kind of constitutionally prepared to, to rise to the occasion when the pressure's on, so to speak? Yeah, um, unfortunate for the women's DMR when they uh, tried to uh, get this done um, in Arkansas. There's a couple of knickknacks there that didn't allow it to, to happen there. Um, but same thing for Max, uh, unfortunate there in the uh, vault. Uh, but he's definitely uh, a stud and looks to take care of that this uh, weekend. Is it going to be a similar women's DMR team? I mean, is that the team that you like? Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's similar in nature. Um, I don't think there's too many additions there, even though we're much more healthy there than we were in January. So there could be possibly be a couple of exchanges. Of course, you never know until they line up there at the meet. There's always last-minute changes there, depending on who woke up on the right side of the bed, wrong side of the bed, who got a headache, who doesn't feel well. You just never know what it is. Just the breadth of, of where you guys stand in various national rankings. Just how do you feel about your numbers right now? Yeah, well, it's always good to be one, um, and we're not quite there. I want to say the latest rankings came out uh, a day or so ago, and um, we were five and seven, I, I want to say. And so I, I guess that's the highest we've been uh, this indoor season. And, of course, rankings are rankings, so you still got to go over there and, and run the meet. So um, I like our chances uh, on the men's side. And then, of course, we have to be uh, really good on the uh, women's side to uh, live up to those rankings. What are your thoughts on Ben Milligan and what he's been able to do this season coming off that injury he had last year? Yeah, um, I'm glad you prefaced that because uh, Ben has, has been a really good kid for, for us for a, a long time. And for him to be able to come back and redshirt all of last year because of his ACL that actually happened in Washington um, there the first meet in January. Uh, a year ago. So for him to um, slay some of those demons and go into that same uh, competition and being able to compete and being able to go back there, I think it just speaks volume to his mindset and his mentality. And he's one of our seniors, one of our our, our senior guys that we lean on. And so uh, to see him having the success that he's having with Coach Henson uh, guiding uh, behind the scenes there, I think it's fantastic. And Ben is a a good dude and he deserves everything that uh, he's getting been around for a while are you still surprised by how fast people come back from ACLs now oh yeah you know usually that used to be a 12 14 month thing and now we're looking at seven and eight months um you did date me there a little bit we had a a team meeting uh, a team meeting um last night and we talked a little bit about Hayward Field and the people that raise their hands that have not competed at Hayward Field, and it's shocking, it's staggering, um, because, of course, we're living and breathing it, but that place has been offline for a couple of years now, and to have kids that haven't even ever competed in Hayward Field is just shocking, because I think that's a... um, a special moment in one's uh, track and field career, and I think everybody should experience what the Hayward Field faithful uh, brings, and uh, we can't look forward to it enough being back online uh, this spring. And so um, we've got lots of freshmen and sophomores. You heard me talk to you guys at nauseam about the youth of, of our team and um, those guys not being able to experience the most knowledgeable track and field fans in, in the world, I think, is, is a shame. And so we're getting closer. 
And so uh, we'll continue to fight that fight uh, day by day. And, and days like today make it even uh, even worse because we'd love to be out there training at this point in time. So there's a lot on your on, on, on the kids' plates these next few weeks, but there's all you're having to balance with that a sense of anticipation for that outdoor season and being able to run at home again. Uh, you know, we haven't had a home mate in so long. I, I almost forget, but then I watch videos and I go back to my memory banks where I lay awake at night and uh, reminisce about all the great moments that uh, we've had since I've been there. Thanks for the date there, Chris. Uh, <laughs> my 15th year here at the uh, University of Oregon. And so uh, lots of special moments over there at the, uh, at the uh, grandstands. Robert Johnson, head coach, Oregon Track and Field, brought to you by the Willamette Valley Cancer Institute and Research Center. Fight like a duck with cancer care you can count on. Jack asking about the Olympics and what's going on with the coronavirus. Yeah, man, that's a that's a worldwide news story, there's no doubt. The IOC said today that they're going to wait a couple months to see if they need to make any changes to the Tokyo Olympics, but there's certainly a lot of ducks that that would affect, and more than just ducks. I mean, that's bigger than just Oregon athletes in the Olympics, but... I think it's definitely something to keep your eye on, and I imagine that coaches like Robert Johnson probably going to get asked about it here in the coming weeks and in the coming months. Wouldn't surprise me. Update on the NFL Combine, also your Cafe Yum two-minute drill when we come back. Stick with us. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Dear Cabin Fever, we've got the cure, a new 2020 Toyota. No matter the weather, the Camry comes out to play. Snowy hills don't stand a chance against the RAV4, and everyone will be comfy in the Highlander. See you in the snow. Toyota, let's go places. When you got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender. Dear Cabin Fever, we've got the cure, a new 2020 Toyota. No matter the weather, the Camry comes out to play. Snowy hills don't stand a chance against the RAV4, and everyone will be comfy in the Highlander. See you in the snow. Toyota, let's go places. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. When severe weather causes telecom network outages, the FCC recommends that you call 911 only when necessary and limit non-emergency calls. Avoid repetitive redialing to minimize network congestion. Try texting if a call doesn't go through. Conserve cell phone power and turn off your phone when not in use. If evacuated, forward landline calls to your cell phone and use your outgoing message to update your status. For more info, go to FCC.gov emergency. Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Finishing up today's show, looking around the Oregon Athletic Department with your Cafe Yum two-minute drill. On Thursday, Oregon Acrobatics and Tumbling is at Azusa Pacific at 7 o'clock, looking for a bounce back after the loss to Baylor. And, of course, the Civil War for men's basketball, 8 o'clock at Matthew Knight Arena. Be there. Civil War round two. The Ducks are expecting and Folly Dante back in the rotation. Oregon softball, five games this weekend out in Oklahoma. Men's and women's tennis both in action Friday afternoon. And baseball has a four-game series beginning Friday at 4 o'clock against Mill. Milwaukee. We will see all of you there for happy hour at PK Park on Friday at 4. $3 beers. Why not? Oregon Women's Basketball Senior Weekend as well. It starts at 8 o'clock on Friday against Washington State. Two-minute drill always brought to you by Cafe Yum. Restaurants throughout Oregon and Washington where special diet requests and custom orders are always welcome. Menus and nutrition info, cafeyum.com. That does it for us today. NFL Combine going on. Goducks.com, a great schedule of where you can tune in to all the products, all seven of them in the NFL Combine. That's awesome. Civil War tomorrow. We'll talk to you for Duck Insider tomorrow. Later. I am a Senior Corps RSVP volunteer 
I build homes and young minds. I build parks and playgrounds. And support our nation's veterans. I build gardens and help families with their finances. I build healthy futures. And organize disaster relief. I'm a builder, and I lead by experience. How about you? Join Senior Corps RSVP. Lead by experience. At SeniorCorps.gov. Hey, it's me, your cell phone. We need to talk about something, something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are, but I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road, but I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic. Safe. Effective. Even money-saving. Just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit fda.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. Welcome to the Orphan Diaries. Here's the founder of Food for Orphans, Gary Van Dyke. Ken doesn't know how old he is. He guesses at around seven. His whole life has been centered on finding food. You see, he lives at the dump and he's never been anywhere else. You can find Ken walking in a decaying landfill of rotting garbage, plastic bags, and shards of broken glass. To many, Ken and children like him are invisible. But they're not, are they? For more information, visit www.foodfororphans.org. Listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Duck Insider is presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Oregon Sports Network.